Tobias Harris. And Tobias drills it. Sixers up one. And Bede fakes and Bede down the lane. What is going on, guys, and welcome back to the PickSwap Podcast. My name is Sean Bernard, as always. And as we are, uh, the rumors are swirling, the concern is heavy with Joel Embiid's knee, I had to bring in an expert on the topic. So with me today, I have Dr. Kevin Angelis, the doctor of physical therapy and a good friend of mine. So I want to get a little bit of clarity on just what Joel is dealing with, the potential routes from here. I know there's still a lot to be determined, but I had to get an expert opinion. So let's start things off, Kev. Let's just go, what is a meniscus here? Yeah, so uh, what a meniscus is, it's, it's practically like an articular um, cartilage. It's in mm-hmm. between your femur, which is your thigh bone, and your tibia, which is your shin. Um, it's just a little pad in between that, and it acts as a shock absorber. So whenever you extend your knee, put weight through that knee, what it does is it practically is, absorbs all that and disperses it evenly throughout your legs so that you don't cause any injury. Um and make sure that the knee is stable. You know, there's other structures around that too. It's not just the meniscus that you got. You got right. the PCL, ACL, um, all types of muscles like the hamstrings and quads that also work together, you know. Gotcha. And I've seen a lot of people, there's a little bit of, I guess, tinfoil hat going on theorizing here with with the initial Sham Sharani report saying a meniscus tear, all other reporters saying that it's a meniscus injury, and then Sham's deleting that tweet that said with a tear. For me, that's a little bit of semantics that with like the meniscus not being a specific ligament that a tear versus injury really, really isn't the biggest distinction. But can you speak towards that a little bit? Like what is kind of from a diagnosis standpoint, the difference between that? Yeah, so a meniscus injury, it was just you just put a little bit of strain through that meniscus. Um, It just gets a little bit of damage, maybe a little micro tears. Mm -hmm. A tear is where the piece of the meniscus actually just cuts kind of in half it depends on the injury honestly um if a the meniscus is a c-shaped um articular cartilage um and it depends on where the injury occurs so if the if this is my meniscus and the injury occurs only at the one end of the c that's a good thing if it spans the whole part of the meniscus it's not so good um the meniscus only problem is is that there's not a lot of blood flow there um so what that means is that if it there is an injury, there's a tear, not a lot of blood flow going to it, and you need blood for it to um, promote that healing process. Um, you know, with I searched up with Embiid's injury. It only said a lateral meniscus tear. Mm-hmm. Um, the good thing about that is that I, I know that with lateral meniscus tears, there's better outcomes compared to medial meniscus tears. Okay. All right. Well, that's good news there. And I know it's tough to get into the full specifics of it because you obviously have to see the MRI and that the Sixers have been very vague in kind of what is being released here. But as far as kind of the windows for recovery or the routes to recovery from here, it seems like there's a pretty wide variance that I've seen a meniscotomy, I believe is how you say that, uh, being a several month long recovery. Also some that are quick arthroscopic fix. Also some that don't require surgery. So what are kind of like the potential options that we're waiting on here? Yeah, so with a meniscus tear, there's a few options, actually. Uh, the first one is that the meniscus tear is not too bad. You, they can just let it heal on its own, do physical therapy, um, and then just do an MRI later and see if it healed on its own. Um, if the tear is a little bit bigger, 
um, they would do a meniscus repair, uh, which is a surgical option. They're going to go in, they're going to suture the two ends that were torn together, and they're just going to let that heal, um, do physical therapy once again. The uh, only problem with that is that it's about a six to eight month um, recovery process. That's the yeah. problem. Um, a meniscectomy is where if it, the meniscus is torn and there's no way for it to heal, um, they just kind of trim it or take the, that meniscus out. The good thing with that is that he can start walking in one to two weeks and so plan for one to two months to get back on the court. The okay. only problem with that is that with the NBA and uh, their protocols, I don't know if they're going to rush it too fast. Um, I watched the video, you know, and I don't believe that it's just the meniscus um, being strained. Um, or being injured, he got forced into an extension moment, which means that um, the femur practically crashed into the tibia, uh, damaging the structures behind the knee. So I'm thinking like posterior capsule or the hamstring. There could have been a hamstring strain. Um, so I don't think that it's just the meniscus going on, but hopefully it's not anything too bad, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's And I'll start by kind of rewinding a little bit here that – I think there's a pretty high chance that this meniscus injury didn't just occur then, that he absolutely could have aggravated it, made it worse, all these things. But throughout this season, Joel has been listed on the injury report and missed it, missed consecutive games on four different occasions. And all that's been labeled on the injury report has been knee soreness, knee swelling, or knee injury management. That None of those are injuries. Those are symptoms of injuries. So I'm kind of like doing my mental gymnastics and have throughout the season that I think to an extent, this has been something that he's been managing. I also note that this is at least the third time, possibly the fourth time that he's had a meniscus tear, two in his right, two in his left. This one he has not had since the 2016-2017 season, but it did ultimately shut him down for the, for the season. We know he's a seven foot two man, two, seven foot two man, 285 pounds, a lot of issues that come with it. But do you think there's a chance that this is something that's like, obviously that he's a real deal meniscus tear, but just kind of compounding a lot of factors is something that's been going on for a while? Um, you know, I like you said before, he he's had that meniscus uh tear in twenty sixteen, right? Yeah. Um, so first off, that makes him at a higher chance to have more tears. Um huh. correct me if I'm not, he had a meniscectomy back in twenty sixteen. Yes. Which like I said, it means that it shaved a piece of the meniscus off. So if you're practically missing a piece of the meniscus, all that extra force is gonna have to go somewhere, you know? Um mm -hmm. that's what I believe happened um, a few nights ago too uh, with this tear um, with his recovery. It's hard to tell, you know, I, I was searching up some reports on the full medical uh, di diagnosis and everything. I only found the lateral meniscus tear. Once again, I'd have to see um, how far the tear is, where it's torn. The good thing is, is that he's active and um, usually with a lot of athletes, a lot more blood flow, better healing, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Love that. And uh, I guess that's mostly good news there. And kind of my, I guess, projecting forward, like, obviously I think my mindset here is if they knew he could not come back, we would probably know by now, but that by them doing this dance, kind of going through it, there's at least a chance that he can return to the court and that they are seeking all options. So to me, that should be good news from a Sixers perspective, but in the long term, like, these are things that compound and that continue to lead to more problems. Am I, am I correct in that, that this is something that likely is not going to go away for the entirety of his, of his career as far as knee pain or knee injuries go? Yeah. 
I completely agree with that. It's any injury, you know, if you yeah. injure anything in your body once, you're more susceptible to having the same exact injury later, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when meniscus, like I said, it's there's no blood flow. Once you have one, and once that's gone, nothing you can really do. Only thing you can do is uh, get a transplant, but who's going to have the same type of meniscus as Joel Embiid? <laughs> right. Yeah. Definitely. Well, Kev, I appreciate it. Before I get you out of here, one quick more question. I know you're a New York Knicks fan. Life has got to be pretty sweet these days. Jalen Brunson is absolutely balling, a guy that I think deserves some dark horse MVP consideration, especially with Joel kind of out of the way here. How fun is it watching this team right now? And what's kind of your vibe check on, uh, I guess, their their direction this season? Um, Big fan, big fan. Um, my brother is a Lakers fan. And with this Saturday game coming up, I got a big bet going down for this. Um, I just like how we're all playing together. And I really like how Dante DiVincenzo's um, performing right now. You know? Love it. He didn't really see other teams, but he's he's acting different on the Knicks. Love it. Love it. Well, Kev, I can't thank you enough for coming on. Appreciate you for shedding some light on things, laying out a, at least a bit more information on the topic. Obviously, we're still waiting in bated breath to see some, uh, I guess, what the true diagnosis or what the timeline is for Joel. So we'll keep sending vibes until that point. Appreciate all you guys for tuning in. Make sure you're smashing that subscribe button, dropping a like on this video, and let me know any questions in the comments. We'll be talking to you next time right here on the PicSwap Podcast. <laughs>